Hi everyone, this is Olga Mack, working from home, building the future of contracts, and today I'm with Lauren. Lauren, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure, thanks for having me, Olga. My name is Lauren Zajac. I am currently the Chief Legal Officer of WorkHuman and the Chair of the Board of Leader Mom. And I'm really happy to be here chatting with you today. I would like to first, uh, so that our listeners can learn more about you, tell me a little bit about your career path and how you kind of came to this company. Um, I would like to say that I set out intentionally to join WorkHuman, um, but, it, but it was sort of an accident. And I have found myself in a place where my ideals and values are, are really finding a confluence with what I wanted to achieve in my career. Um, I had always been in-house, intact my whole career, coming out of law school. And I had never been in the HR tech space, so I really didn't know much about employee recognition or performance management. And I'm embarrassed to admit, I've told this story a couple of times, but I actually did ask this question when I started or interviewed for the job. I asked the question, so employee recognition, is that, is that really a thing? Like, do people pay money for that? <laughs> so turns out, 14 years later, it's really a thing. And a lot of larger companies put aside 1% to 2% of payroll for employee recognition benefits. Um, and that's what my company does. And we drink our own Kool-Aid. We use our recognition program in a way that has really altered the way I am as a leader, the way that I run my legal team, and the way that I interact with my peers, even as a human being. Did I hear it right? You have been at your job for 14 years. 14 years. <laughs> yeah. The longest time I've ever been with a company, for sure. Wow. I, I, I don't think I ever, well, I know for a fact that I never had a job for 14 years. <laughs> uh, I, I should be so blessed that one day I will have a job. I will hold a job for 14 years. That is, that is amazing. And it's especially amazing for a tech company. Yeah. Uh, because the name of the game in tech is definitely not 14 years. I so know. did you start out in your role or did you start out in a different role? No, I started out in my role, and, and I was really fortunate to help. Um, I started as a, a much, it was a much smaller company. Um, there were a handful of folks there, and, and, and many of those folks are actually there. It's funny, the, uh, the executive team, by and large, has been together, the majority of us, for over a decade, which is really, really rare in tech. Um, I attribute it to what we do. I mean, the kinds of, it's, it's kind of become almost a family. We, we definitely have moments of kidding and teasing and, and it's, you know, it's very familial in that way. But I also think it's because we, we really, as I said, drink our Kool-Aid. We use recognition more than even our best clients. And it's really changed the whole culture of the company such that certainly after 14 years, you'd think I'd start looking for something new, but um, it just keeps getting better and better. It's, it's, it's a great place to work for sure. That, that, that's amazing. Uh, 14 years, you, you must really like each other. Uh, if the core <laughs> team is still there, um, it, it, you must really love each other. We do. Um, <laughs> you mentioned in your beginning about um, ideals and values um, and how this company is on the same wavelength as, as you are. And, and yeah. you, you may or may not have known about that. So t talk, t tell me more. Tell me more. Sure. Uh, how, you know, what that means to you and how you figure it out and, and how did you find a way to be paid full time yeah. for your values <laughs> and your ideals? I'm very lucky, first off. I'm very fortunate. Um, I think, you know, what's, what's really interesting, and, and, and like I said, I didn't set out to do that. I have been in-house for my whole career. 
Um, I've been the general counsel at lots of different companies, both public and private. Many of those times I have been the only woman on the executive team and, and as other women I'm sure can attest, it's sometimes difficult to find the right balance, right? Especially being the GC. You wanna ha- be authoritative and you wanna understand you know, what guidance you need to give um, and you also wanna be authentic to, to who you are. Um, for whatever reason, right, I'm fortunate enough to have landed in a place and especially because of the underpinning of recognition that you know, a culture of recognition, a culture of people looking out to thank other people, people looking out to pat each other on the back has created a place where for me, my experience has been, you know, watching other clients and receiving recognition myself and using it to help manage my team um, of lawyers and others. It's really led to a place where I operate as more of an authentic leader, right? I think the, the act of recognition, the act of thanking one another um, has created a, a psychological safety almost for me to really find the mid ground of that and to not only be able to lead my team effectively and to advise the other executives and the board effectively, but, but to, to be who I am in a more authentic way. Wow. So what, what does being authentic leader mean to you? I'm just, just curious. Yeah, I think um, it's, I, I've thought a lot about this, obviously, especially now that we're all, uh, you know, I'm working from home. Uh, lots of us are. Um, for me, I think being authentic was not only finding kind of the mid, mid ground, right, the midpoint of, of having my voice, being able to be an expert in certain areas and guide the executives and the board and also being a human being, I, I think um, from my perspective, it's my opinion that a lot of women in the corporate world struggle with that. Um, and I think my definition of being an authentic leader is to show more vulnerability than I probably did before my time at Work Human, especially in this time where we're working from home, we're struggling. I, I mean, I have three teenagers at home that are virtual schooling, which is a challenge unto itself. Um, sharing the, the struggles that I have both as a, a mom and a, a leader and, and right, being the general counsel, sharing those with the other people that I interact with on a day-to-day basis, you find that those connection points and, and similarities um, and it, it creates, you know, oh, I struggled with that as well and, and you just have a better connection. So for me, I think vulnerability is, is a big part of how I wanna show up as a leader. I very much believe in like my model of leadership is, is really about service to the folks that I lead. Um, and so in that vein, you know, sharing the things that are hard for me, I think helps other people to be, you know, to show up as their best selves or tell you when they're having an, an issue or changing their schedule so that it works best for them. Um, I think that's part of this way forward. And, and I think we're all going to have to dig a little deeper and try to get there. I think when you talked about the ideals and values, um, there's almost sometimes a surprise. I, I, it happened to me um, when Parley Pro approached me to join as a CEO. Um, you know, I used I, I used to I'm always here about the future of law, but I I always did it on nights and weekends. You know, because I didn't think that I could be paid for my passions. And when they approached me, I'm like, what do you mean? You're going to be paying me for my passion, for my values, for my, for my ideals? You think yeah. my job and my passion could be one and the same? Um, and and, and it, took me, it actually took me like five months to say yes. Um, and that's because I think in my mind, you know, those are two separate things. There's a job I do and there's things I love. And those are the things I do that I love that will be on nights and weekends. 
And um, I'm not sure if the way I was raised or the way the culture kind of tells us to tolerate um, employers who are not aligned with our ideals and values, but even for somebody who is myself, you know, who shares quite a lot and have been searching for, for better for like a long time, um, you know, it was kind of a concept of, you know, living your values and ideals every moment of the day, including at work, was kind of foreign. So um, I like the way you think about that and how that combines into kind of more authentic leadership. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we all are, no matter what the background, I think none of us are sort of trained to, to expect that you're going to be able to be paid for things that are aligned with your ideals and values. Um, as I said, I, I certainly feel fortunate to have landed in the right spot, but I do feel like the movement, especially now, right, if we want to continue to, regardless of what happens going forward, if, if people are at home or have different schedules, and I do think people are going to have different schedules going forward, it's going to be necessary for companies to understand how, how to make work-life harmony better for, for all of those folks, right? And, and I think part of the way to do that is, is to, to show more authentic leadership and, and to engage people in different ways. Yeah, and to align the values and to align the ideals. I, I think yeah. you, you nailed it there. Um, you mentioned the culture of recognition. Mm. Uh, I want to talk more about it because, um, you know, there's, you know, you, you hear it sometimes. There's, you know, I, maybe tell me what it means to you um, and, and how you think about it. And then maybe I'll ask you a few questions after that. Sure. Um, so, so again, I, I didn't know what recognition was when I started 14 years ago. Um, and, and probably like many lawyers, I was, I was a bit of a skeptic. <laughs> and, no, and, we I know, shocking, shocking. Did you, did you hear my question? How I diplomatically said there are many views. I know. I, know. I think we're in the same way, ways here. So yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, look, I will tell you, I, I, from, from one of the first contract negotiations that I did, right, I was the first lawyer there and then built a team. And I remember it was just, just myself. I think it was in the first year. And it was, a, a, as, as I'm sure you have experienced, a heated negotiation. I mean, to the, with, with both companies represented and outside counsel on the other side and, you know, lots of phone calls, almost to the point of hanging up the phone. And it, I mean, it was tough. And I was, you know, my thought, right, my internal voice was saying, all right, well, this is just like any other company. Um, but then we, we got to the final phone call and we agreed. And, and the HR business partners, so on their side, the folks that were really pushing to have a recognition program in place, after the lawyers all kind of came to agreement, there was this pause and the HR folks said, well, now I'm going to send you a recognition moment and I'm going to say this. And then the next person said, and I'm going to send you a recognition moment and thank you for this comment. And it, it changed the whole mood. It, it, you could feel the, the lightness that happened from that. That was my first aha moment where, where I said, okay, maybe I shouldn't be such a skeptic because um, the, that process of, you know, it just changed to banter and lightheartedness. And, and it was very different than the end of any contract negotiation I had been through to that point. Wow. Um, the recognition moment. I, I love it. So, um, so in, in, in maybe in a company and experiences, how do you create a moment, right? It, it's actually, it, it, it's a process to, to stop and pause and, and create a moment and acknowledge it and kind of then move forward. How do you create a moment? Yeah. So there, there is a stop and pause. I mean, one of the things that I think is, um, is really great about, and, I, and we do hear, 
you know, when you bring the concept of somebody who hasn't experienced recognition in their workday, you know, like all of us, right? We have this frenetic pace all of the time. And sometimes we don't want to stop and, and take the moment to, to write something up. So certainly there is that. But I do think that in many of the situations where you're, you're down the path of this frenetic day and you're, you're looking for, you start to look for the behaviors that you want to recognize, right? That if you are trying to affect a culture change, you look for behaviors that support that culture change. The first benefit is the pause, just as you said, right? We all have this laundry list. I'm a list maker. So I start my day with, I have this whole list of things that I need to get done and I just bang them out all day. The pause actually is, for me, has become kind of a slow the roll, right? An opportunity to take a breath during the day. So, so that's one thing. I do think that's very helpful in your sort of emotional intelligence and the way that you process throughout your day. The, the second part is that the, the more you do it, and, and I heard folks say this when I first started at the company, the more you, you look for behaviors that you want to recognize, the more that you look for opportunities to thank others um, the easier it becomes. You almost, you create new neural pathways and, and you start to think in that way and you recognize it like that. It becomes almost second nature. I love it. Um, so I want to talk about implementation recognition and specifically, um, you know, you know, this is not a productivity app, right? We are not right. going to be winning right. on efficiency. Right. Um, you know, so when I'm asking how, you know, I'm asking about sort of practically speaking and specifically, how do you make that pitch? You know, how do you go to your leader to your, of your company um, and make a pitch about implementing a recognition company? Um, what are the pros and what are the cons? And, 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 and why is it a priority in pandemic? Yeah, I, so I, I think I'll start with the priority in pandemic. It, it, it is, um, you know, it, it has been long an expectation, I think, of certain generations and not to, I won't call out one specific, but, but the younger workers that we bring into the workforce, we certainly see trends that there is this expectation to receive regular and ongoing recognition, to, to be engaged and, and to seek that out as a regular part of like almost a benefit. Um, so, so there is this kind of underpinning that this is always uh, going forward will be an expectation. Um, in pandemic, I think, you know, with, with disparate workforces, with all of us at home, with all of us struggling with children and, and right, all of the other things that you have to deal with when you're working from home, I think it becomes even more important because not only does it give you the thank you, but, but what we've seen is um, the, the amplification of those recognition moments, the amplification of the, the thank you or the project or the different thought perspective um, broadcast to the rest of the company becomes a way to tie folks together that ev not even the ones that are sharing the actual recognition moment. Um, so I think from a, looking at the pandemic perspective, it's, it's really important um, to keep our, our employees engaged and connected. Um, in, as, making, as far as making the pitch, there's so much data out there about the ROI of, of recognition and, and fundamentally gratitude, right? You look at all of the positive psychology aspects of it, and, and we know that gratitude is great for people. It's great for workers. It changes engagement and productivity and all of those good things that you want from, from your employees. But, but the other part of that, and there really, there really are business benefits to that, right? The, that you have less turnover. We, we all know the overhead costs of, of constant turnover, um, and obviously having engaged employees and making them more productive is better for the bottom line. 
Um, but, but the other place where we're really seeing a lot of benefit, um, and actually early on before even DE and I became a thing, we were starting to see some of our clients use recognition to support their diversity and inclusion initiatives. We've seen real results there. Um, one of the things that's interesting, and, and back to my first point about connecting um, folks both cross-functionally and, and folks in different geographic areas, is that it brings together teams of people that may not have connected. It brings different perspectives. It recognizes different approaches or different thought processes to the same problem. Um, so I think from, our, from my perspective, that's one of the things that when we're making the pitch to a CHRO or a chief diversity officer, that really resonates and there's a lot of value. I, certainly in the DE&I world, there are lots of ways to try to solve the problem. Um, and a lot of those ways are kind of moment in time, right? You can have a DNI training, you, you can write a policy, you can try to educate your, your employees and your executives in a different way. If you use recognition to support your DNI initiatives, and as I said earlier, it becomes your part of your daily work habit, it's, it's the underpinning of every day. So it really is something that, unlike other solutions, can have an effect every day and a cumulative effect over time. Very interesting. So what I hear you say that even if you implement something like this um, or any kind of form of recognition in, in your small organization, it will have impact definitely on your organization, but actually, well, there will be a ripple effect outside. Um, yeah. And, um, organizations other than yours, uh, whether it's uh, outside of your um, sub-department, I guess, say yeah. or outside. So talk to me about those ripple effects and, and, and why, you know, why should folks care about those ripple effects? Yeah. Uh, company? Sure. I, I think um, the easiest way for me to talk about that is, is really when I started understanding how to use recognition to manage my legal team and then started to use it more readily and, and heavily um, cross-functionally because that's a good microcosm for the whole question. Um, I, you know, certainly... Lawyers are, as an in-house counsel, as, as you probably know, and you're probably going to laugh when I say this, but sometimes viewed as the necessary evil, right? And, and even if it isn't that far, uh, sometimes it's hard to not be viewed as, as an impediment to business in certain respects. Um, so certainly um, giving recognition to my team of lawyers who had never really been in, in a company where that was used widely was shocking to them at first and then truly motivational and inspirational and transformative to them. It really has changed the way that we work as a team. It's changed the way that they take risks in, in a thoughtful way. It's changed the way that they are willing to raise their hand and say, well, I, don't, I didn't really do this before or I haven't had a lot of X experience, but like, I'd really like to try that out. And I think especially for tech companies, um, that, that lust for innovation, right? The, the trying to do something new make, makes a huge difference. So when I used it for my legal team, I, I felt like it was an enormous um, advantage, I think. But cross-functionally, as I started to kind of work with other teams and I started to recognize other executives and vice versa and others at different levels, um, what it resulted in is, is really the position that I've held and, and why I've been there for 14 years really the most engaged and integrated GC position that I've ever had. I feel like the more I have recognized and shared in recognition moments with others, especially in other departments, there is this, um, 
dawning, right? Uh, oh, well, you're trying to help the business. You're, you're sort of changing that perception that I talked about in the beginning, and you're not seen as much as an impediment to business, but more a strategic partner. Um, it's resulted in, in, as I said, a really integrated position for myself and my team. I mean, in no other company where I've been the general counsel have we been, we been invited as a team so early and so often in so many of the processes. We've helped to plan some of the project product strategy. We've even been invited to literally the brainstorming of product development. Um, at least once a week, one of my team is recognized for a behind the scenes moment. So, you know, there's so much work that we lawyers do that's behind the scenes and not always recognized, but to have those folks get that recognition for something that maybe nobody would have seen is tremendous. Um, and it's built create great collaboration. I mean, for sure, we, we have a joke at Work Human that um, in some organizations, there is a, uh, a contract or deal prevention society. Um, and in Work Human, there is no such thing. And for sure, the legal department is not part of that society. So it really has helped strengthen those bonds. And I think that looking at that example, it certainly can have ripple effects to other partnerships and other relationships company-wide and beyond. Yeah, so the behind the scenes moments are, I, I think are absolutely critical for, for especially legal department. Um, it's an unfortunate company where legal is a show, right? No. Usually the product is not legal. So we are often and very proudly so behind the scenes support and we have perfected the R. And so I like how you talk about the importance of recognition behind the scenes uh, because people behind the scenes go above and beyond and they're critical. You mentioned a couple of things and I kind of want to follow up. One is that you mentioned that for your legal team, it was shocking. Mm. Talk to me about it. Why was it shocking? What, you know, and, and why do you think to us as lawyers, recognition is shocking? <laughs> I mean, I think it's very much following the thread of what you just said, right? I, I think we are all trained to be, you know, even those of us that are dealing with, with public companies and, and dealing at a board level, we're trained to be behind the scenes, right? We are the advisors that advise the executives, the board, whomever, um, behind the scenes, right? Here's your brief. This, this is how I think you should solve the issue. And then we let folks go on their way. The majority of my team, I, they're, they're all terrific and, and shout out to them. Um, are, are from larger companies where, where they were, you know, especially kind of pigeonholed in certain areas. And, and they obviously, lots of them liked their work and, and were very in, engaged and involved there, but, but certainly didn't see at a company-wide level an acknowledgement of the work that they had done, right? Obviously critical, obviously necessary, but, but not acknowledged at, at a company-wide level and not broadcast. So I think that was the part that was shocking for them, that, that other folks would see, hey, I, I did this contract and maybe it's a really small piece in the cog, right? But, but this person noticed that I did this and this person shouted out that it was you know, longer than it should have been and it took me wor more work than anybody thought, but that I did a great job. Um, there certainly was that, that sort of uncomfortable, you could see the reaction, like, is this really a real thing? Um, but they've all settled in now and are used to it for sure. I love it. Um, and then you said it changed the way people ask questions and the way they work. Mm. Tell me about that change, especially when it comes to the legal department, because, you know, many legal departments, especially in pandemic, but actually well before the pandemic, have been asking the question is how do I do the work better? And mm. how do you not only efficiently, but how do I add value? 
how do I become a true partner? And I'm going to talk about, you know, the, my last question will relate to GC as the leader. So, but I do right now want to talk about your team, how okay. the recognition changed the way they work and the way they ask questions and the when they're inspired, because truly that's a question that many, many general counsel, I, as a former general counsel, I asked myself this question many times. Yeah. When we talk to our clients as part of the pro, this is the question that comes up often. And that's one of many reasons why people get in touch and explore different technologies. Recognition is kind of another aspect of it. And, and I really would like to understand how this technology-enabled recognition or just recognition generally changes the way legal team work and, and the way they ask questions and, and the way maybe they think about their lives and careers. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, at an overarching level, I think, you know, lawyers in a legal department receiving regular recognition, receiving regular congratulations, having their work broadcast, especially cross-functionally and, and recognized even at the level of the CEO. Um, I watched a change in each one of them as they came on, right? They didn't come on all at the same time, where they initially were shocked and, and then they started to settle in. And then they started to, to have a little more bravado, right? Have a little, and not, not in a way that was irresponsible, but have a little more self-confidence, have a little more, you know, strut when they, when they walked around the office um, and, and, and a, a leaning toward taking on things that they may not have taken on because they didn't feel 100% expert. I think lots of, our, lots of folks, lawyers, I guess I can speak to, <laughs> um, I think, you know, they, they, you find your practice area and, and you spend however, however many years becoming an expert or comfortable in, in a certain parlance and the semantics of that and things that are outside of that comfort area are sometimes scary. I think what it did was create a psychological safety and, I, and I've seen it, right, look in every organization, not just lawyers, but I've seen it up close with my lawyers. Um, the psychological safety that was created sort of allowed them to take a little bit of a risk admittedly lawyers taking calculated risks was, was more what it looked like. But um, so I think they were able to do some things and push the boundaries. And, and I think, so they were having that experience and my having had the, the sort of opposite experience as a leader, giving them recognition and, and living in that world for so long. Um, I was more attuned and accustomed to encouraging them to do things that might be a little bit outside of their comfort zone. And I've seen a tremendous amount of innovation out of, out of this wonderful team. Um, you know, we've certainly pushed the boundaries using our own technology and other technologies. We, we have done some out-of-the-box things to support sales and, and to support the implementation of, of new clients. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy almost in that we, this recognition that we're not an impediment to deals but we're actually a strategic partner, then begets more strategic partner behavior and it continues down the path. Um, and so it's resulted in a tremendous collaboration. It's, as I said, it's, there is no place I have been where the legal department um, and my role has been more intimately integrated into the rest of the company. And I think that's a good thing. Coming to the end, I care about legal leaders and general counsel as being the ultimate leader of the department. Um, and making choices to empower the office of the general counsel to be the leader in everything they touch. Thinking about recognition as a tool, mm. as a proactive tool that a general counsel can use, among many other tools, but this is one of the tools, um, to what you call to be an integrated um, 
kind of life and strategic perspective that is uh, valued. If you were building a, you know, your own department today, how would you think about recognition um, and how more established departments can use this as a tool to really uh, increase their reach and impact and mm. really have that strategic partner difference? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think a lot about, um, obviously, I think we all do, like, what, what, what's coming next and, and where will I end up? Um, and, and I think about how I would move into a role that, uh, you know, didn't, a company that didn't use recognition and how I would start. Um, I would certainly start, and, and this is one of the things that I've learned, I mean, building a positive culture, which I, I think any executive in any company today has has a an obligation, if you will, to to help support and build a positive culture. Um, the interesting part is, as you alluded to, is that general counsels generally tend to touch everything. I think that it's incumbent on general counsels to to sort of take a step forward and and, and really actively try to move the needle on either building a, a, a different culture that, that's more positive or changing the things in the culture that, that fundamentally you'd be concerned about as a general counsel, right? Things that, that, that equate to risk or things that are not best practices, but, but generally for, for everyone's benefit, building a more positive culture for human beings to work in. Um, so in, in kind of thinking down that same path, if I was to start from scratch, I would say, um, and this is kind of what I did when I started using recognition. What are the things, what are the behaviors that I do as a leader, as a general counsel, that I think are the best measures to success in this particular company? And then look, model those for your team, and then look for behaviors that, that match up to those and recognize those, um, and then start moving that across organizations, as we talked about, cross-functionally. Any kind of recognition, and, and certainly um, work human is, is where I live, and, and we do the best job that, that I can think of, but, but any kind of recognition, even if it's a manual pat on the back or thank you note, um, the more that you can weave that in, or, or a quick email or a text to your folks, the more you can weave that into to every day, I think the positive effects are going to be um, just way outweigh the time it takes to do any one of those things. Lauren, I, I just love this conversation. There's so many things about this conversation I love. I love lawyers talking about positivity. Um, that is something we should do more often. Um, lawyers talking about recognition, we should do that more often. And then, of course, uh, lawyers are trying to have impact and really enable their businesses on a daily basis. I think we all strive for that, but sometimes we don't know where to start and what to choose. So this conversation has been very enlightening for me. I've learned so much. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really hope we can do this again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was great.